Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Alan Aguirre, and we are here today to talk about The Challenge USA, Episode 7, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Southern Luke Muncie. What's up, guys? The Vermontian Zoe Trimboli. Hey, y'all. How are you guys feeling? Episode 7 of The Challenge USA, the cast gets smaller and smaller each week. The episodes keep moving on. Moving right along. I mean, honestly, we got a group shot in this episode of the cast. And, and in my head, I was like, wow, we're really narrowing this down. Yeah, when I was writing the partnerships down earlier, I was like, oh, wow, this list is, like, really short now. I feel like we're, like, flying into the final at top speed. So mm-hmm. you feel it coming. And I, I always love it when they cut down a lot of cast members early on because it really shows you who deserves to be there. It's like the people who have earned – the camera time, I mean, because they're, they they played the game, they're still in there. And then when someone who hasn't really deserved that spot, it really stands out to you. And you really understand, like, you really, like, key on them. It's like, you have to perform now or you're just irrelevant. Yeah, it's true. And I think I think it's good for, like, the storytelling aspect where we get to have, like, characters really fine-tuned as well. So I'm excited for the next several weeks. I'm really hoping that we see these partnerships just break apart so we can see some more interesting challenges and eliminations mm-hmm. and let's get into the partnerships for this week uh we had tyson no no my bad i was again last week's <laughs> we had enzo and angela angela not very happy to get enzo perfectly reasonable yep danny and justine and danny called justine the mvp of the season love that i love that too yeah david and cachet uh, Kylan and Kira, very solid pair. Yeah, for sure. Leo and Alyssa, and as every female reacts each week to getting Leo, they just look disappointed. Well, and Alyssa's like one of the smallest girls there, and they're like the same size. Oof. And I liked how she had the fake confessionals, like, I'm so happy I got Leo, he's the best player here, let's go. She's like, And she's like, did that look believable? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh... <laughs> Dom and Kayla, Tyson and Sarah, Tyson with the comments like, do I genuinely like Sarah? I don't hate her. I mean, I, it's a sh- I was waiting instead of that for it to be, does anyone? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's a strong pair nonetheless, so. Yeah, and Sarah takes this as a win because she's like, well, either I'm going to win with Tyson or we go into elimination and either he gets to go home with me or we win money. That's a it's a good way to look at it. Um, ben and Desi as the last pair. Sorry. And yeah, coming out of this, we see that we see Tyson and Sarah, you know, have a handshake moment where, you know, it's like, hey, we're partners for this moment type stuff. And he just looks miserable in the conversation. Yeah. And it, I think this is just like a testament of how fleeting this partnership twists element is to the game. We're like, OK, like they're going to work together and be happy for a week. But it doesn't add to the drama aspect of the show because they're obviously going to be nice for a week. Yeah, there was like a little bit of tension. But other than that, it really didn't create an interesting dynamic in any way. I know they like tried to make it look like it could be something more interesting, but it was just weird and awkward. (laughs) It's not the MTV show. These are not MTV personalities where like Tyson's throwing her suitcase in the pool or anything like that. It's like. No, he's going to act more mild-mannered than anything, and he's going to calm down. 
Yeah, it's like I'm still enjoying the show. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, please take it a step further. Like, cuss somebody out. Like, have this huge confrontation, and we're not gonna get that. So I, I think I've come to terms with that. But like, if this were the MTV version, Sarah would have cussed Tyson out after the last elimination. I mean, like, she threatened to like eat his thigh. I think that's what she was doing, right? She wanted to take a bite out of him. That's true. I forget she's a freak, but yeah, you're right. So maybe we just got the visual, not really like the like explanation of uh, of that movement she made, but you're right. So back in the days after like Rivals 3, Sarah Rice talked about how, oh, she would love to be like an in-house bartender to talk about people with their problems, be a therapist to people. I'm watching this thinking to myself, we need actually Mitchell in this house just to stir shit, not to actually play the game, but just to escalate situations like Tyson and Sarah to force them to actually have drama. Amanda Garcia would be the best person for that role. Put them both in there. Put Amanda on Tyson, Ashley on Sarah. Did you know they said this? Did you know they did this? Did you know that? Did you know? Did you know? It would be pure chaos in the best form. Amanda and Sarah can't have to stay on one side of the house each because if they're together, standing, they'd be too powerful. I want Shane there too. I think just bring all the love. (laughs) Tend to spice it up. <laughs> it's true. They're mercenaries, but they're not playing the game. Mm-hmm. Just there to torture you. <laughs> Wish death on your animals. I don't know. <laughs> oh, love it. Horses can't even get Ebola. I'm just saying that they can't. Uh, <laughs> so, someone who is struggling though, Leo. He gets a call from his girlfriend. They don't know how to run the businesses without him, apparently. Uh, so, so, I, so I'll say before we talked about this, I, I'm wrong. So I'm going to give the other side, but I'm wrong. <laughs> I was like, wow, she's a bitch. Like she really was like telling him to leave. She's being so unsupportive. Like she was just so standoffish, but I missed the key element, which was. He lost $43,000 in one weekend. It's a lot. It's a and lot. If you're the one who's bearing the brunt of those conversations with his employees and trying to hold shit together while he's gone, that's so incredibly incredibly stressful. I actually admire her for being so blunt and honest and being like, you need to get your ass back here. Like, this is not okay. Um, I have been in a situation where, like, I was in charge in my role when my supervisor was was away for a long period of time. But I always had the luxury of calling her and saying, hey, where's this thing that I need? Where, how do I do this? Like, I could always reach her. And so, like, every time they have one of those questions and they need to get in touch with Leo, they can't do that. And just hemorrhaging money. And this falls back on Leo. Like, why are there not managers at these bars that can answer these questions, that can figure out the card machine? You mean to tell me that he's the only person that knows how to work the card machine? So, yeah, the other side is his girlfriend was extremely rude. But... If you're in a situation where you're like, wow, we're going to financially suffer from this, and I'm not using suffer as a hyperbole, like, we're going to suffer, I get it. Yeah, he was not prepared. He did not think about all the things. And the elephant in the room is, Leo's not going to win. <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. It would be cool for him, but I just don't see that happening. I mean, even if he did win, let's just say 43000 Multiply that by another three weekends. That's 120,000 plus what you're making the week. So we're at about 180,000 dollars. 250,000 plus tax. You're 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 probably you're still losing money even if you won the season somehow. Even if even if like Tyson broke his ankle and Danny broke his arm and everything. Like even if all that all happened, you're still not 
going to be it's not going to be a financial profit. So it's not great. Well, and here's the thing: even if he goes on to win this show, like the winnings he gets, if he does win, is he going to say, "Okay, let me invest these back into my bars"? Probably not. Like I missed the forty-three thousand thing. That's that's my bad. But like the second I would have heard that, I would have said, "See, Alyssa, I gotta go. Like best of luck to you." I will say the most cutthroat moment in the episode was Kira being like, well, none of the girls want to be partnered with Leo anyway, so later. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that plays out later on. Uh, <laughs> kind of crazy foreshadowing. Uh, now that I think about it. We go to the Daily Challenge. Leo's still there. Alyssa's like, very happy that he did not quit on her. Um, so he's still there. The Daily Challenge. Players will be driving in cars with balls attached to their car through like dirt mounts and stuff like that and they have to knock out their players balls they're playing mario kart they're just playing they're playing they're playing battle mario kart. Mode. yeah they're playing battle ba- mode. yeah they're playing battle mode one of my one of my favorite things in existence there is an added twist though one of the players will be blindfolded as they drive meaning their partner has to direct them everywhere fun in theory um but very much limiting like the gameplay Zoe um, had a good idea. I yeah, see, I like the idea because I will say my heart skipped a beat when I was like, oh, "We're playing battle, Mario Kart Battle Mode 64, let's go." But I think because of how the challenge shakes out and so many people just wreck their cars, I would have rather neither partner be blindfolded, one have steering, one have gas and brakes. I think it would have been actually insane to watch. <laughs> Yeah, so you, you could lose a challenge by either getting all four of your balls knocked out. I would have preferred three, like in Mario Kart, personally. They just, I don't know. Uh, you could do three or five. It's yeah. it's never it's never four. Um, no, it's an odd number. Yeah. Uh, or the car just wrecking completely to where you cannot no longer drive. Uh, saw some cute team moments before this challenge. Um, Danny, he him making a. A Ricky Bobby Talladega Nights reference, which I mean is like the most on-brand thing for him ever. And Justine didn't know, and he's like, well, she's young. I'm younger than Justine, and I've seen Talladega Nights countless times. You also I, live in NASCAR County. I live in NASCAR, NASCAR world, so you're right. I'm older than both of you, and I've never seen it, but I got the reference. Please watch it this weekend. No, I won't. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair enough. He also threw Kiki under the bus as a bad driver, which I thought... For a second, I was like, oh, man, throwing her under the bus. But I'm like, you know what? It shows that Kiki isn't perfect. She's human like all of us. Listen, the Kiki thing, it, I go back and forth. <laughs> I, I, it's genuinely, like, it needs to be addressed. I go back and forth because it's so frustrating because it's like production's, like, telling him to do this, which why would he not? But I've also spoken with Zoe and another friend and, like, a group message. Kiki, like, when you look her up, she's a beautiful, gorgeous, like, woman. And I'm like, wow, like, yeah, I get bragging on her. So I, I don't know where I stand, but I'm kind of over it as a viewer. But if I'm Kiki, I'm loving every single second of it. Like imagine every Wednesday you get to watch yourself be shouted out. By your husband who loves you so much. I think it's sweet. It doesn't take any time out of the episode, so it doesn't bother me. It's not like we're wasting like like minutes on it. It's literally like a three-second shout out, which is just cute. And like you said, she is stunning. I mm-hmm. get why he's bragging on her. She is beautiful. And if you and if you follow any of the accounts that like post like name mentions things like that whatever like the fact that Kiki's like in there and she's pretty close to people like David it's just so funny. 
You know what Danny kind of reminds me of? He kind of reminds me of a Stan account where they're just like, like out of context, like like a Nani Stan account will bring Nani into something no matter what. That's Danny bringing in Kiki no matter what the situation. So like, she's not even part of the plot right now. Like, what's going on? But like, he stands for Kiki, and I love that man who loves his wife. That seemed pointed towards Zoe. Well, no, honestly, I think Nani haters bring her up more than her fans. So we're gonna gonna move away from my girl. Look, I wanted to name someone positive. I didn't want to name someone where we'd all groan once I said their name. That's why I said Nani. Yeah. (laughs) But both you guys are right. Like, I I totally see the point. It's like, okay. We're mentioning just to mention, yeah. A moment I thought was like a little bit cringe, but then like paid off well was uh, Kayla calling their car creamsicle and Dom just like not even like, he's like, what are you saying? Creamsicle? She just had to repeat it multiple times. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, This team didn't completely irk me simply because of Kayla. Like she just has proven herself to be likable. She has. She from that she. partnership. Has. She, she, yeah. <laughs> Dom's uh, a freak. Sorry. One other note I had is um, Kira asking what the N on the car meant. Uh, God love her. Like even if your car is automatic, you still have the N on your like gear shift. Like I don't know. It's just. Well, it, she's like a New Yorker, right? Has she ever driven in her life? She's Los Angeles, isn't she? Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, she is. I guess she is. Like, she was, like, she grew up in, like, the musical New York type stuff. She was in a band. That's such a Jenna Campano statement to make. Like, that was... It is, but I think she's a couple years younger than me, and, like, I know she watched The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, where London Tipton was, like, Prindle and like discussed it. She knows what N stands for. Like it's like pop culture at this point that like that moment from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. She didn't I, have a Mr. Mosby though. That's true. <laughs> he was the father who stepped up. David Barta was the Mr. Mosby. Anyways. <laughs> so you got anything? No, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Challenge gets gunning, uh, gets off and uh, running. <laughs> Leo is going like crazy in the car and at first looks like he's doing a great job. Um, first person to, to DQ also. Do you think that they knew that that, that their cars were just going to like die if they hit something too hard? Like, do you think that they understood that? So Ben had said something about like being from Montana. He's like, I know, to, I know how to keep the engine revving and stuff like this specifically in a way that made me think, well, why would this car break down? And then I saw Leo break down, and that's why I think they did know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I also was concerned for them because especially when Leo and Alyssa like like went into the mound of dirt, it was a pretty hard hit. Like that could give you whiplash and like get you DQ'd from the game. So they I don't crashed know. pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. And Alyssa was like, "It's okay. We're fine. We're we're good." She was she's in survival mode for sure. And I like that she was still praising him even after they they did not do well. She's like, you know what? I thought I thought he did a good job. He um, Enzo and Angelo come in seventh. Uh, Enzo bottom three for another week in a row. I mean, he just exists. And I, I'm curious because the algorithm, as we've discussed for the past many weeks, is not perfect. They really given Angelo the short end of the stick the past couple weeks. 
if not the past few weeks? Like, what's the deal there? I was thinking the same thing, Luke. I was like, ooh, production really has it out for her. Like, I'm surprised they're trying to get rid of her this many times. So she did She did get a lot of the good partners early on with Tyson, um, Kylan, and Danny. The only the – only, that's the problem. There's only three good partners. And then – Well, and I also think that production probably thought like, okay, we've, we've helped her out because we knew she'd be successful, but she's been a little bit boring. But here's the thing. Us as viewers don't see her as boring. We see her as Ice Queen. She was not Ice Queen on Big Brother when people self-proclaimed her that, but – she really is on this show, and it's really fun to watch. So maybe that tied into it, but her partners the past few weeks have just sucked. I didn't like it for her. No. I, it's like this challenge, it didn't really matter because this is the kind of challenge that rewards like mediocrity and luck. Um, mm-hmm. You don't really have to be that good at anything to win this challenge. Kira and Kylan. Very mediocre performance coming. That was a let's not let's not come in last performance. They come in sixth. Uh, then we had David and Cache in fifth. And when they lose, David's like, I don't want to go into elimination with Cache. And if I'm Cache, I'm gonna say I do not want to go into elimination with David. Like they're just very much like middle tier competitors. And middle's generous, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I'd, I'd put Cache last. Like, yeah. Pretty clearly yeah, last in this cast, which I, she's definitely which, the last of the girls left. Like it's not. Oh, definitely. for sure. And David very well might be last of the guys. Oh, no. I have him above at least three of them. Yeah. Enzo. Enzo, Dom, and Leo. Fair enough. See, I have a soft spot for Leo. I'm not sure why, but anyways. But but Dom Leo's, and Leo's weird, but I, he 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 is likable. Leo has like just has like a big fail capacity. Like he well, has like a big tendency like And just, I've said this before, I think Leo's definitely getting like the absolute freak weirdo edit and that's not helping him at all. Neither are the cat jokes. I get it, but yeah. He's doing it to himself, Luke. It's true. You're right. <laughs> He's about that life. Um, Tyson and Sarah coming forth. Sarah talks about how her cop training it will have taught her for driving, how she's like driving courses, and she flails out and forth. Once again, week seven, only player in the game without a top three finish in a daily challenge. Yeesh. Good stat there because, ugh, I hate her. I mean, I love her. She's top five survivor players. Oh, my God. Desi and Ben come in third, uh, which is surprising because they were doing well, and then they just wiped out out of nowhere. All gas, no breaks. Yeah. So it came down to Justine and Danny and Kayla and Dom. And Kayla, you could see the amazing race in her because in the amazing race, you're always having to do stuff where you have to, like, find directions. You have to drive a lot, actually, too, within it, take a lot of taxis. And you could tell she was just, like, very in her element where she's just directing Dom on where to go, left, right, et cetera, et cetera. And she had it all the way down. She really killed this daily challenge. And then in the end, Danny and Justine really just get stuck. And they just pile into them for the win. Yeah, their car died, I think. Like, it just kind of petered to its stop. For a while, for a minute, I I think it was a strategy. Like, let's just sit here and not crash. But then it was like, oh, like, now we can't move. We're done. Right. And Kayla's so interesting because I remember when this season was, like, first announced, the cast announced, I was very anti-Kayla, mainly because she was – 
probably the only female I did not know. I already said it tonight. Like, she's grown on me. I really like her. She was with one of the most unlikable guys on the cast. And I was still like, I hope she wins. So she's got a lot going for her. What do you got, Zoe? Um, I like Kayla a lot. And I, I felt I was happy that Kayla won, but I was not happy that Dom won. So, right. like, I had this internal conflict where I was stoked for Kayla, but I was like, oh, no, what does this mean now? Because this man is insufferable. Anytime he thinks that he's doing something well or has now he has power, like, ugh. Yeah, and I hate that this qualifies him for the final to be a winner because he's he's one of the many guys, actually. I almost said one of the few, but we've discussed the men's side's really kind of weak. Um, I don't want to see him in a final, so I hope he does not make it there because he's not worthy. Like, if he makes it to the final, I can't see him being successful at all. I mean, if it's any sort of real challenge final like we've seen, he's going to gas out so fast. Yeah. This was a bit of an off-the-beaten-path outcome of, like, two names you definitely didn't expect to see winning a daily challenge together. So that is kind of cool, especially as we've seen the same people dominate over and over again. Um, we, we leave the daily challenge, though. Uh, there's the political element. We see... Dom and Kayla meet with Leo and Alyssa, and Alyssa just straight up says, I'm not willing to throw any name out because I I don't think it's good for my game. And I get it. But at this point, like, she's qualified for the final. I would be saying the the, the weakest David. team. Yeah, like Cash and David. For yes. sure. She should have been asking for them. I mean, we know how it ends up, but she should, definitely should have been asking for Cash and David. Also, because it eliminates, eliminates David as a potential partner for her. Mm-hmm. For sure. And David did just throw Derek into elimination, who was our number one ally. It's not like there are many moves on the table for Alyssa politically. I don't. I mean, I think in the daily challenges, she's actually, like, in terms of performance, she's probably been one of the best because she's always at least average besides this week um, and has been above average in many of the challenges. Uh, I don't think of her as a dominant competitor, but she's been very good. Um yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think her only other potential play is going after Enzo and Angela, but Angela is very scary. So you can hope that you get lucky, but when you're attached to Leo, I wouldn't be trying to make that play because Angela is too much of a threat. And Enzo proved that, like, with a decent partner, he can at least do what's asked of them in an elimination. Yeah, and let's take out how much Leo sucks. Like, the the fact that his girlfriend called him the day before and he was about to leave. Like, if I'm his partner, I want the weakest person possible because he's probably not in the game. Mentally. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I, would, I, I did not like that move on her part. So, we then see scrambling from all the people. And I one of the most interesting lines is Kayla saying, like, every week I've been on eggshells thinking I can go into elimination because I'm, like, the only amazing race person. I'm an outsider. Um, this week I want to make as many people unsure and just like worried, which me as a reality TV fan, I love. Right. It's not good strategy because here's the thing that a lot of these people are forgetting, even when they're like vouching for their partner that week, the very next week, you're not going to be with that person. Like Kayla, sure. For us as viewers, create chaos. We're going to eat it up. But what is that place you next week? 
Exactly. She was playing a game that benefited Dom this week. She was not playing a game that benefited her game at all. Mm -hmm. She could have let him go and create this chaos, but she could have then been creating bonds. What she really should have been doing is like cozying up to the strong men in the house. And because she has proven herself a solid competitor. She is someone that they should want to run a final with at this point. Mm -hmm. And looking and she could even have made a move with the other women to say, let help me get out one of these weak guys so that you guys don't have to worry about being partnered with them. I think, I think it's a little bit two parts. I think Alyssa, I think Kayla was a bit jaded in that many of these top guys already have a top girl who they're looking after. And she's like, well, they don't want me. So like, let's get messy. And then two, I think she is just a legitimate reality TV fan. And she's like, I want to make the move that like me watching on TV at home has been wanting forever. Um, I, and I think that's part of it. Which, to be fair, I can appreciate. If she if she's looking at the cast and sees three girls in front of her that like maybe she thinks could win in front of her, maybe she says, okay, let's make a moment. This might put me up for future opportunities. Um, but I think that we'd all agree that Kayla's probably in the running to be able to win this show. If she's partnered with the right guy, which in her case, again it's more beneficial for her to get rid of one of the weaker dudes. And by right. trying to get rid of Kyland this week, you are eliminating one of the strongest men left here. And so your chances of running the final with a strong guy are just drastically cut. And what I don't understand is there was the, there was like the discussion of like, they have the most money. They've won the most. If you're a girl who cares if Kyland and Tyson have won the most, that's good you for want, your game. That's you great for you. Right. Uh, yeah, so, like, I, I appreciate what you're saying is, like, as a reality TV fan, I like that move because it creates friction, it creates interest. But as a Kayla fan, I did not like that move because I'm like, girl, you are not setting yourself up for success in the future. Hmm. Fullheartedly agree. And I, I want to backtrack to, like, a thing because you mentioned Kylan right now. At the beginning of the episode, we do see, like, a scene with Tyson and Angela and Kylan, and they, they're, get, they're getting called, a, like, a three-headed monster. Um <laughs> Where, like, you know, they're, they're the people who've been dominating the challenges. And, you know, they're talking about, like, oh, let, let's reinforce the idea to people to not target people who have money so that way they're just afraid. And I felt so bad for Kylan because it's so clearly a two-headed monster that they're using, like, he's, he's the third wheel. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, and he just didn't get it because he just, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm on their level. They think of me as on their level. He's so excited to be a part of that club that he doesn't realize he's not actually part of that club. Right. And yeah, felt bad for him. Uh, let's talk about Dom. Because he talks about, oh, uh, is it time for me to get vengeance on the people who threw me into elimination? Uh, because I totally didn't volunteer for elimination when it couldn't have been me weeks ago when I had Cache as a partner. Yeah, Alan tweeted this earlier, so this is totally him, but... When he, when he and Cache went in, like, he thought he was this big mastermind making this great plan of, like, teaching Cache a lesson when he was attached to her. He's just a loser. He's a loser, and he does not think. I mean, he cannot build good personal relationships. That's why he lost Survivor. I mean, not really. I'm just, like, spiraling at this point. But I, <laughs> I do not like him. What Like, what is going on in his head where he is the most out-of-shape man in this house? 
he won he won a daily where they're in a car. There was no physicality to it. And now he like wants to act like he's this mastermind and he's been betrayed before. That's not the case. Like, ugh. I didn't like the way he talked to Angela when she was trying to like make a game move with him. I don't, I just don't. I think he's kind of a misogynistic asshole. Um, I really, again, wish Kayla would have stood up to him and realized that what he was trying to get her to do was not best for her game. But like he, um, like he won a challenge, like you said, it's not something that showed that he was good at anything. He had a good partner in Kayla. He got lucky. Like, and you're only in this position of power for a short time, my friend. And you're also not really setting yourself up well because none of these women were going to want to be partnered with you. And you're an easy guy to go against in elimination. And now you have money. The only reason that he is still here is because he's part of Survivor, who no one took a shot at them until last week when Tyson attempted to. Which is really important to bring up because ultimately he doesn't even take a shot at either Tyson or Angela or because he's afraid of Survivor, because he's afraid of Tyson, because he's afraid of Sarah. Uh, well, no, Sarah maybe had a deal with him to like maybe yeah. throw them in going on that but like he's afraid of the repercussions so even though he's talking like this big character he's a terrified little boy and that's why he threw in kylan and kira do we move into the elimination or do we have anything else we need to talk about i mean there was that little bit of like sarah maybe trying to go into elimination but it didn't happen so it doesn't really matter like yeah and 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 tyson did what anyone would would do in that situation i'm gonna stick right by you like i can i can i can tolerate sarah lacina for 36 hours if it means i'm not going in and risking my shot at this final if you can play survivor as many times as tyson has he can tolerate sitting in a bunker next to sarah lacina for a day right and let's be real like yes we hate on sarah we dislike the girl we do but as the numbers narrow down she does have a strong likelihood of winning a daily challenge, which would which would put her in the final regardless. Um, so to risk to risk safety wouldn't make any sense. Nope. And then uh, there is one more thing. We saw Angela try to make a deal with Kayla, uh, and it was actually a pretty good deal in my opinion. There were people she, on Twitter saying she was desperate. I'm like, what? That's that the smart. that's the smartest thing she could do. Like if I'm Kayla. Or Dom, honestly, yeah, I'm going to take you up on that offer. I hope that, again, I hope Kayla did take her up on that offer and made it seem like they were always a possibility that she was choosing between those two. It was, I'm like, there, there's not many better deals you can give someone in this game, I felt like. Well, and Kayla made the comment, too, like, this is the first time Angela spoke to me. That might be the case. But this is not like high school, 10th grade, like, we're not friends. This is the challenge. And if someone offers you that, take them up on it. Because, yes, Angela probably is very conniving. But I cannot see any reality where the next week if Angela wins, she's going to say, all right, Kayla, you're going in. She's going to remember that and assess that. Now let's get to the elimination. And once again, we do not get a headbanger elimination because fuck us, right? Uh, elimination. I'll go for it. No, you go. I, I'll vent later about this elimination. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It just sucked. The elimination is two players. One has to lift their opponent up 
in the air to reveal a trivia question. Once they answer that trivia question, there's a bunch of uh, balls connected to chains that weigh about 20 to 25 pounds. They then have to get the correct numbered answer that's on the ball, like, you know, say like 7, 13, 87, whatever. Uh, they grab it, and then they have to put it at the top of the cage, wherever it's up like 10, 11 feet high. Um, so the players have to either lift their opponent up, put them on their shoulders, do whatever they can to get that ball up top and put the correct answers to the corresponding trivia question. They have to do this, I believe, six times with six correct answers. The first team to do so wins the elimination. So right off the bat, the thing that I hate the most about this type of elimination, we've seen it, I think most recently it was World of Worlds 2, so a good while ago. I don't like trivia. Well, I'm going to backtrack what I just said even. They had different trivia answers. Thank you. And and that is an issue for me because, like, if you ask me how many studio albums does Adele have, I'm going to know that it's four. 19, 21, 25, 30. Like, it, right off the bat. But if you ask me how many times Madonna's been married, I'm not going to have any clue. It is also relative to a person and experience. It has nothing to do with strategy, gameplay, physicality, any of that. And I hate it. Like, swap the questions asked to either team, and perhaps the losing team wins. It's, it's too random for me. The stomachs of a cow thing, too, which Kylan knew by some miracle, also a way harder question than how many senses do humans have. Like, how many lives does a cat have? Like, right. they had such easier questions to me. Like you said, it's all subjective based on who you are, but they should have had the same exact questions, period. Agree. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, and can we just admit that they only gave that cat question? Like, they, they specifically planted that cat question to further the narrative of Leo being obsessed with cats, which invalidates what I said earlier about being on his side, because I'm not. Shut the f- up about cats. Shut up. <laughs> I'm over it. It was funny, like, the second week. We're in week, like, seven, eight. I don't know what it is, but we're over it. I'm surprised he doesn't have, like, cat paraphernalia, like, with, like, ears, a tail. <laughs> Can you fur- imagine? Like, just fur, like, furry outfit, like, in the elimination. If this was a real challenge, they would have had a costume party already, and we know what Leo would have been. For sure. <laughs> when the elimination starts, uh... Kylan and Kira get the first answer right, but they struggle putting their ball up because they can't really figure out the right form. Uh, meanwhile, Alyssa just gets on Leo's shoulders and lifts her up. She then has to completely raise the ball from down at her ankle up to t- up top to put it over head. Eventually, Kylan and Kira pick up the strategy, but there is a bit of a struggle because, as Luke said, Alyssa and Leo are kind of the exact same size. So they kind of had a little bit more symmetricality, whereas, like, there was just a little bit of... I think Kyla and Kira are pretty much the same size, too. Yeah, here's the thing. I need to remove all bias from this. Yeah. Going into this, I wanted Kyra and Colin to or Kira and Colin to win. For a thousand percent. It just boiled down to, and I hate to say it, it boiled down to Kira, I think. Yeah, uh, I well, partially. Yes, Yes, it boiled down to Kira, but it also boiled down to the fact that they had harder trivia questions. For for sure. But we talked about this right before recording. I do not want to, like, diss on Kira. I want her on future iterations. I think she's great. She's proven herself this season, no doubt. But it's a 20-pound medicine ball. She's, I, 
I think this is with an elimination where like her her I think her body type is very good for many daily challenges. I don't think her body type was very good for this daily challenge because the difference because she has long legs, long arms, and it's just like the lankiness of like when you're pulling those weights, when you the shorter arms sometimes come in handy because you just your body just forms in different ways, like when it comes to lifting. Um looks straight up stronger than her in this. I think she looks yeah. like I think Alyssa is like has more tone, has more like her body's more fit, like firm in that way. Um, I, I just like think the the model body type that Kira has versus like the fitness bikini type that Alyssa has is like a big difference in this elimination. Well, and to, even to this point, I follow Kira on TikTok now, whatever. Six months beyond this filming, she's in like a thousand times better shape, and she was in great shape then. Like, if you've not looked at her, go look at her Instagram, her TikTok. Like, she is fit right now like i think she came into this as as well off as pretty much anybody comes into the cbs challenge this season but like if she were to redo this and like come back again she's definitely super 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 fit i don't think this would be an elimination that she would struggle with at this point in her life so she had like a body coming in that looked good but now she has a body that where she can like do work well she stopped drinking alcohol she's not drink alcohol for i think like three months and she's like done weight training and lots of cardio like seriously I, i'm saying this to you too as well like go look her up she looks phenomenal it's hard to imagine her looking better but yeah she looks phenomenal on the show don't get me wrong but like she's like i'm like wow like great goddess she and kylan did get their six balls up first two though right yes they did they mm-hmm. physically beat them in this challenge yeah. so not only that they yeah that they came down to that as well but yeah the album questions uh everything it was just improperly skewed i did like Alyssa deducing how many albums that adele had or she's like or trying to think it was eight because like oh justin bieber has six (laughs) that's the exact same logic i would have well like i'm not like a huge adele fan but is that not common knowledge that like she's very like like exclusive with how she releases albums i don't know well and they're all named after her ages so if you have listened to them you know there's not that many because I like I did the same thing as you Luca. I was like 19 21 25 30 like yeah exactly <laughs> well I mean there are certain artists that have like albums that nobody knows I, I, I think that always like messes me up when I think of stuff because there's like not that nobody knows but like people throw out like a lot of albums in the early years just pump out music pump out music but then like once they hit big they'll be more selective of what they put out yeah like Rihanna who hasn't come out with any new music in <laughs> since 2016 um <laughs> But it goes back to, I think, like, you guys have both said it, but, like, Zoe has really focused in on this, like, this entire season. If these were physical eliminations, a lot of these eliminations have such different outcomes. Because, listen, we can say on paper, we can say an alternate universe, whatever. If we had a physical elimination of Kylan and Kira versus Leo and Alyssa, we know who wins. Like, it's not even a question. It's not even a, well, maybe. It's not that. And this this elimination specifically with just the way that it was set up, it was such a luck, luck of the draw type thing that I hate it. I would need to rewatch Final Reckoning and look at some of the eliminations they used on that season because I'm curious about if they would have translated well here. But this is, I think, another testament to why individual eliminations are better for this show because it just is more interesting to watch. And here's what I'll say about Final Reckoning eliminations. They also kind of sucked because most of them were not like headbangers, but they were super duper intense. 
as far as like, okay, Kaylee almost drowned. Um, so-and-so fell off this thing. Like so-and-so faith knocked her thumbnail into her like thumb. It's not a matter of like, oh, we're spun board backwards and stacking tires. Oh, we're stacking styrofoam bricks while water pours out of this dump tank. So I think you're on, I think you're exactly right. Like we could have had eliminations that were not physical, but still really interesting to watch. And we're not getting that on this iteration of the show. No, I'll just, I'll just say it straight up. I, I did the blog top 10 co-ed eliminations. Code eliminations just kind of suck. They just never figured them out after all these seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the best ones you think of is like uh, Teresa and Nani and Leah and Leroy and Bananas, and that's just two individuals pole wrestling. That's not even an action. That's just two individual eliminations in one elimination. They they just don't know how to figure it out to get that right physicality for both players in a way that's fair. I don't I don't know what's going on. It it doesn't seem like rocket science, but based on like all these seasons of where they've had it, it just is. But there's no reason why on this show with individual bank accounts that they couldn't have put a part two partners in and then whoever wins stays. Exactly. Like, Especially since the partners switch. It'd be different if they were tied to someone from the beginning. But like, you know, spin the twist on double agents, swazazalas of like, oh, whatever. Zoe's exactly right. Let's say Leo and Kira come back together. Okay, what does that affect at all? It affects nothing. It sucks. I, it they sucks. they did they didn't have us in the room making these decisions, and that's the issue. Yeah, get us in the room. That better, we'd have better music too. It's true. <laughs> Here's an elimination idea. You do one of those like reverse tug of wars, where it's just the man and the woman connected to each other, separate fields, and. If the woman gets to like the finish point and the man gets to the finish point of opposite teams, they have a puzzle at the end they have to solve each. Great. And then, but if, if both the men and the women win, then they just win flat out, just straight up. They don't have no puzzle. Well, and honestly, you're onto something completely there. Like have these exact same eliminations, literally man versus woman, and always have a puzzle at the end, like, yeah. no matter what it is. So like... If Kylan blows out Leo, which he would have, okay, he sets and waits for Kira to finish against Alyssa, whether she wins or loses, okay? And then they start their puzzle. I don't know. They just get, whatever they're doing, it's just not working, and that's that's the point. We got they got to think outside the box at this point because it's really dredging down the season that started off really strong. I mean, I still like the show, but you could see on social media how people are losing interest. I like the show too, but I will say based on ratings this might be a one and done when i look at especially like this female cast who we're boiling down to it's pretty stacked right now i want to see like i want to see desi in a headbanger like i want to see someone in a pole wrestle i want to see sarah put her money where her mouth is and hopefully gets long like (laughs) Someone tweeted this the other day. It was Price. I don't know if you follow Price, but it was Price. And it does not make sense as far as like if you're a network promoting shows and whatever. But as a viewer, it made a lot of sense. He was equating like the global tournament for the challenge to the Olympics. Like maybe you don't have the CBS challenge every year. Same with Australia, UK, Argentina. But you have it every four years. And every four years you have that and they go on to the tournament and like that makes it like this thing that you look forward to because I think if you have the CBS challenge every single year, it's going to fall flat. We're missing a lot of the elements that MTV brings us that, you know, made us love the show. But I think this 
this would be fun to see just like sporadically not every single summer we have to sit through and watch this um again it wouldn't make sense as a network but i just i just feel like if we had this every single summer it just wouldn't do it for us unless they change the format in which case we might look forward to watching it every summer that's true <laughs> and and honestly i feel like if they do this again and bring back 50 percent of the same cast and bring on 50 percent rookies that's part of the beauty of the NTV challenge. We have familiar faces who have interconnected storylines who we love to see interact with each other. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little off topic talking about like future iterations, but no, we're, we're at that point in the episode. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I will say Kylan and Kira losing this elimination to Leo and Alyssa, just like on paper, one of the bigger upsets I've ever seen on the show. It wasn't in the way that I probably would have wanted because I would like fair trivia questions on each side, but it happened regardless. So I'm, I'm happy for Alyssa. I'm happy for Leo for getting that win. Uh, it does suck for a lot of the women in this game, though, because it's just losing Kylan is just that's one of the two, three good male partners in the game. And now he's gone for the women's side. And it just like as, as excited as I am to see those women in elimination, I have to see them with the Davids and the Enzos and the Doms still. Them down. And I'll, I'll venture to say, we have spoken this entire season about like Kylan and his future in this franchise, how he, like people had said on podcasts that Kylan wanted to make sure he was eligible for the MTV show before he even did the CBS version of the show. I think Kylan has proved himself, you know, maybe not drama on the show, but no one's proven themselves drama wise aside from Tyson. I mean, it, we know Kylan. You put him in that messy MTV house, he's going to get messy. Exactly. Like, they've not given him that chance to do that. We saw it on Big Brother. We don't need any proof otherwise. But what he has done is proven himself to think strategically um, and to perform in, in physical whatever it is. So I he's the one person that I'm, like, 100% sure we will see on MTV. There's lots of others that I'm like, okay, maybe, but I do think we'll see him. All the confessionals this season when they lose are like, oh, this was a great experience. Oh, I conquered my fear. Kylan's like, yeah, I want to come back and I want to win. That was the, that was the first one we've seen like that, I feel like. He's well, hungry. <laughs> he is hungry. And let's be clear, we talked about this, I think, episode like one or two. Kira's probably the girl that I don't think she's proven on this show. I think Angela has proven it the most out of anybody. That's, that's undisputed. Just- yes. But Kira has been on Love Island. X on the Beach, that Pepsi show. She was an alternate for All Stand Shore. There's one other show that she's done. Forgive me for not remembering it. Oh, but, America's Got Talent. Oh, I was thinking something else. If she's been on that, great for her too. Yeah, they got uh, they they went to they went to they went to Las Vegas. What's her well, talent? She's a singer. Her whole family's in a band. They're called Two One Three Green or something like that or something Green. Yeah, they're all. She's a, she's a pretty she's a pretty good singer. Wow. Well, okay. Regardless. She, like she is a girl who I know will be back on MTV in some stretch. Like, so we're losing them right now on August 17th. We're going to see them again. I just, I feel it in my heart. For sure. And I look forward to it. Same. I, I need her in an MTV house hooking up with men and women. I need, I need, she's yeah, just. When you started that sentence, I was like me. <laughs> she she's eligible for all kinds of seasons. She has an ex that's from MTV, David Barta. Like if you watch on X on the Beach, like very interesting. That season sucks. Let's be real, but like they had a cool dynamic, and 
I don't know. Come back. Like answer the phone call, MTD call them. We need them. Wow. Congrats, Leo and Alyssa, on winning this elimination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I same with Alyssa. Up. Alyssa, right. come on. Leo, go home and fix her $43,000 in debt. But Alyssa, come on. I like how it just turned into a love letter to Kylan and Kira. It's true. Yeah. I love I've, caffeine confessionals. <laughs> we also might not have the algorithm might be gone. I don't know if they're going to get partners or if it's going to be an individual game or they just pick their partners. But the algorithm is gone, which... I just feel like it's them. Like, I kind of like that the algorithm... I know we hate the algorithm, but at this point in the game, there's only, like, few possible options, which I kind of liked. But now it's like, okay, let's try and make sure that Tyson and Angela are here for the final and stuff like that. Well, and once they made that weird choice with Angela with Dom for the second time, when there were other options, there were other options, that fell flat for me. So I think it's safe to assume, and it's safe to hope, because we hope this... I, I think they're going individual. Like, I think you have a scare with Leo potentially going home, and that could send someone like Alyssa home, who's had a pretty good season so far. Um, you don't want that to happen. And so we're going to assume, I think, four of each male, female in the final. I, so we have three elimina eliminations left. That's what I'm going to assume. Yeah. Um, just because it, it, they love to do partnered stuff during the final as well. So even numbers make sense there. And the main show has moved to four and four, even though I've I've been rewatching older seasons this summer. I think three and three is the sweet spot. I I don't mind if they start with four and someone gets eliminated in. I love top three making money. Yeah, I like four when there's like more people on the cast. I think that's like fair. Um, yeah. but I, I I like three and I like four. I like fourth place not getting money and top three getting money, like you said. That's yeah. like I I that's hate fair. when second place doesn't get money. That literally burns me up inside. It's so lame. It's like, what was the point? Looks like that's our episode for the week. <laughs> I mean, it's so lame, but yeah, that's our episode for the week. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Twitter at CF Confessionals. Make sure to hit the like on this YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Thank you to all our new subscribers. Thank you to all the loyal listeners. Comment. Or do whatever you want, man. iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Have a great day. Bye. See ya.